0: Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Tuesday, July 18th, 2023. It is the 15th Tuesday of Ordinary Time, and it is also the Feast of St. Camillus. Today's reading is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus began to reproach the towns where most of his mighty deeds had been done, since they had not repented. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty deeds done (coughs) in your midst had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would long ago have repented in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And as for you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will go down to the nether world. For if the mighty deeds done in your midst had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. So that's some scary stuff right there. When you consider that Sodom and Gomorrah were wiped off the face of the earth, and what are we told about Sodom and Gomorrah there was homosexual activity going on there a lot of immorality a lot of um i mean just rude uh, you know i don't mean just rude but like abusive behavior they they were visitors lot had visitors and they were angels and um they wanted to uh they basically wanted to rape his his male visitors um I don't know. That was just a little bit of an insight into the the cities, but they were destroyed. They were wiped off the face of the earth. Jesus says for the places where he's performed miracles and they have not turned, Sodom and Gomorrah will get a better day on judgment day than these places. So that automatically turns us to our current day and age where we consider what has been done in our midsts. I just, the first thing that comes to mind is anyone who has been baptized, anyone who has been confirmed. There's something like a 99% rate of confirmandi that don't come back to church, yet you've received this great sacrament in which the, whole, the fullness of the Holy Spirit is given to you and the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit are activated it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah never got their sacraments. In fact, these places, Corazine, and I, I can't help but think of it. I think of the governor of New Jersey, Corzine, who was a governor a little while back. Uh, got in because he had a lot of money. Wasn't really popular, but still won. And then, uh, didn't do much good. Anyway, that's another whole story. (laughs) But I think I imagine Jesus saying that to him, you Corzine, (laughs) it'll be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, certainly he was very pro-abortion amidst many other things. So we let that go for now. But think about, I mean, you know, there's all these lapsed Catholics, lapsed Christians, all these people that have been uh, In church and have received God's grace in in tremendous abundance, people that have been married in the faith, people that have gone to Catholic school, it's like a a hip, cool thing to say, I'm a Catholic, but we call them the Catholic butts, meaning, oh, yeah, I'm Catholic. I'm real cool because I have the name, but I disagree with that, and I don't go to church, and I don't practice this teaching, and Especially people that have attended Jesuit universities. They think they're Catholic in name. And they say, well, but, meaning like, oh, I'm smarter than the church. Look at me. Because I was trained by these Jesuits who just questioned and challenged everything. And it's a shame it breaks my heart when my former students that I've taught the truth to have been completely corrupted by their universities. And by maybe other priests when they've gone to church, you know, priests have... Taught heresy from the pulpit. Sometimes their bishops do that too. So it's a scary thing. So when we consider, I mean, I was just listing for myself all the things that we are responsible for. For example, the United States of America, a gift of God. That's all we can say about this country. It is from the Lord. It was founded on Christian principles. It was founded as a miracle. We never should have succeeded. It was defended as a miracle. We never should have succeeded in defending ourselves. And then we become the greatest power in the world, in the history of the world. And we live in greater luxury than, once again, there's that 99%. 99% of the people that have ever lived on earth have not had it as good as you and I have had it. The fact that you... Woke up in a comfortable room this morning. Chances are you did. Whether it was heated or air conditioned, depending where you are. You had a hot shower. You had a nice breakfast. Um, There's nobody shooting each other outside your window. The list goes on and on and on. You have shoes. You probably have 20 pairs. <laughs> if you're a woman, I don't know. I don't mean to get sexist here. Sorry. I just think because I have sisters. I know how many shoes they have. I have like 10 pairs of shoes. I don't know. I have a couple pairs of boots, couple pairs of sneakers, a couple pairs of dress shoes, right? Sandals, flip-flops, my little swim shoes that I wear if I go out on a boat or something, like canoeing. Yeah. Anyway, clothing that I can go a week or two, a couple weeks without doing laundry if I want because I have so many clothes The list goes on and on. All the good things we have been given and yet we have forgotten God. Never mind the intellectual side of it, understanding how God is at the foundation of our society and our freedoms and how the founding fathers figured all this out. But just the fact that we've received gifts and then we've basically flaunted them in front of the Lord and thrown them back in his face. And said, we're, we're going to enjoy the things you've created, but we're not going to give you any attention whatsoever. Our history, the, our history of our church and all the miracles, so many miracles. I have a friend who says, you know, you can question and doubt all the miracles that are out there. You could say, oh, well, the doctor misdiagnosed this sick person or that sick person. There's so many things that maybe could happen by the order of nature. But, you know, they've happened very quickly. And so, therefore, we attribute them to God because we prayed and it happened. (laughs) And I think we're right to do that. But this friend of mine says the one miracle that you cannot deny, in her opinion, is incorrupt saints. They're just there. They dig them up 100 years later and they're incorrupt. And then there's parts of their bodies that are incorrupt, like just the head or just this, just that. St. Anthony was known for his preaching. His tongue is incorrupt. There's so many saints, St. Bernadette. She wasn't even buried. She's just lying there on the gurney and she's been laying there for 150 years. And she smells like roses when she should have rotted and stunk horribly like any other body that dies. You know, a person dies, their body needs to be buried. We know the story, (laughs) right? Incorrupt saints all over the place. I live near Philadelphia where there's St. John Newman. He's right there. He's incorrupt. I mean, yeah, it's, they say there's a difference between, I mean, this is a a priest friend of mine used to say, he's deceased now, this priest, but he used to say there's Italian incorrupt and French incorrupt. For some reason, the Lord makes distinctions. All the French incorrupt saints are perfectly intact, like St. Bernadette, their skin, everything is perfect. The Italian incorrupt saints, and this is basically true for the rest of the world, there's still a little bit of decay. The skin's a little bit off, a little bit discolored. But still, there's a miracle there because they should have decayed. The bones, everything should have decayed. And yet they're still there. They're they're still there. So, yeah, with the quote unquote Italian and corrupt, there's a uh, they're usually will put like a wax mask on the face, things like that. Clothing on the body to cover up the fact that they're not perfect, but they're still there. And that's a miracle because that's not supposed to happen. So we have these miracles happening all around us. We have Eucharistic miracles happening all around us. And yet people still refuse to believe in the Eucharist. I mean, you can do the research and it's amazing. You can go to these places. You can talk to the people. You can see it with your own eyes. The hosts that have taken on the properties of human flesh and all the scientific studies done. These miracles are all around us. People coming back from the dead when others prayed. And then you have the 12 steps. Endless miracles. I think people don't want to acknowledge these things because then they'd have to change their lives. They would have to follow suit. When a person with any sort of addiction goes through all sorts of different therapies and remedies and nothing changes. And then they work the 12 steps which are about God and prayer. And then they make progress. Progress, not perfection, is what we say. So they're not perfect, but they make progress. They decide that there's 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 just their spirit changes. There's, there's more optimism. There's more to life. And then the desire for the drink or the gambling or the drugs or the porn or the food or what have you, all the different things people get addicted to, those desires fall by the wayside. Because the spirit gets lifted up. There's a buoyancy to their hearts and their souls. These things are happening all around us. Jesus is performing signs constantly, endlessly. And then there's just the signs that come through nature, right? I'm still in awe of babies, right? Do I don't know? Does anybody ever get over that? I, I'm never going to get over that. The miracle of new life, the miracle of there, this human being did not exist and now they do. And no human being by their own ingenuity is able to create another human being. It's true. The actions take place. And that's an amazing thing as well. But it's all made by God. God put this all together. The most beautiful mystery. And we, we could never do it on our own. We could never figure this out. And the fact that that baby then grows inside the womb, starts the size of a microorganism and grows into something the size of a golf ball and then a baseball and, and a basketball for some poor mothers that are still, you know, carrying that baby after nine months. Um, and then we have people like myself that are six foot three and we just look back in amazement. My mom will still talk about how, yeah, you were, you used to be pretty small. <laughs> Seven pounds, eight ounces when I was born. Uh, That's a miracle. God does incredible things. The beauty of a sunrise or a sunset. The beauty, if you travel around and you see mountains and valleys and just so many of the beauties of nature, beautiful parks that you can go to. So much to see. So much that God does. And yet we reject him. We don't pay attention to him. In fact, we make false gods. And I mentioned before Jonathan Kahn, Rabbi Kahn wrote uh, his new book, uh, The Return of the Gods. He's not talking about gods per se. He's talking about demons and how demons used to have a hold on society in so many different ways before Jesus came. The demons of immorality and child sacrifice and so many different types of things, worldliness and luxury, whatever things taken to extremes, things that are purely evil and how these demons have now returned because we've taken the things of God and we've, um, we've pushed God out, even our education, our children and the abuse of children that goes on, we've pushed the Lord out and now we do whatever we want. And this is really, it's, 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 Even the evil we could say we could never do on our own. We've invited these demons back in for whatever reason, our own pride, our own desire to to live, uh, you know, hedonistic lives. We've pushed the Lord out. So Jesus is telling us, he's warning us in this gospel today, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah, who for the most part, they, they didn't have Jesus yet. They didn't have the Ten Commandments yet. They didn't know what they were doing. God wiped them from the face of the earth because objectively speaking, there was great evil there. And yeah, there are certain things written in the human heart that we should know even without divine revelation. We should know thou shalt not kill because we ourselves don't want to be killed. There is a certain goodness or evil to each human heart. But as we've been given more and more and more, we are more responsible for all these things. So we ask the Lord for the grace today that we will not be counted among Chorazin, Sodom and Gomorrah, Tyre and Sidon, all these different places, that we will be counted among those who have been given great things because we have and have responded. And there's only one appropriate response. Lord, I give you everything, whatever it is, according to my state in life, I give you everything, whatever I'm able to give, you know, Lord, you can have it. And, Lord, I want you to be the master of all my things, all my relationships, the people in my life. I give them all to you. We renew very often. We try to renew often our consecration to Jesus through Mary, especially according to St. Louis de Montfort. He's the great apostle of Our Lady. And it's that idea, that reality, that we give everything to Mary that she then takes and gives to Jesus and she makes them better. She becomes the custodian of our graces. She becomes the custodian of our effort to overcome sin. It all gets placed in her hands. She gives it to the Lord. She's our mother. He's our King. And they take it and they make it good. And they make it exactly what it needs to be for our salvation and for the kingdom of heaven. So anyway, let's uh, continue to recognize the good gifts we've been given and say thank you to almighty God and live as men and women of great gratitude. I hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.